finishing Chavis HaTalmidim. This is this is the uh, last Amud of Chavis HaTalmidim. And then afterwards the Rebbe has, begins the three Mamarim that are not part, that are not part of the Chavis HaTalmidim, but the Rebbe wants them to be connected to the Chavis HaTalmidim, which are, which are themselves remarkable. And uh, we're not going to we're not going to start them before the summer. We're going to learn. We're going to after we finish the Chavis Talmidim this page. We're going to learn um, a connected a connected Indian from that's printed in Der Hamalach. And then next week also we're going to do another Indian that's connected to what we're doing because it, it, it's not um, wouldn't be smart to start the first mimer and not to not to uh, continue. Uh, so we'll start that mitzvah after the summer. But on page Kufnun Zayin, the Rebbe completes the sefer by returning to by returning to um, an Indian that was um, that was that he returns to constantly in his in his swarm, and he know he knew then and um, and we know now that it's something that that we still have trouble with. And it was a very, very big Indian in the Rebbe's teachings. When we, we began speaking about it last week, is the Indian of focusing one's thoughts and being able to have kavana by davening, being able to have kavana by davening. So, Kufnun Zayin. This is a this is a kavana or a means of strengthening one's kavana that that, that we've seen before. So Rebbe says, if it's difficult for you, if it's difficult for you to to focus your thoughts, it's hard for you to to concentrate and to and to, and to focus your thoughts, and even during davening, it's hard for you because of all the bilbulim, the confusion. Try to imagine. He says, paint this image in your mind. Imagine this. We saw earlier in uh, an even more vivid, even a, a more vivid uh, um, description of this scene. The Rebbe says, try to imagine that there's a Hamoin Am. That you're in the midst of a, of a very, very large crowd, and you're trying uh, to look uh, and You're trying to push your way through. You're trying to push your way through. There's a tremendous crowd, and you're trying to push your way through to get to Hashem's baruch. And try to imagine yourself physically. <laughs> with 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 a million people crowded in, and that Hashem's Baruch somehow is, you know, that he's at the at, at the other side of the room. And having my amis is guvcha everecha vegidecha, you feel yourself pushing your body, your limbs. Afes panecha kaves vechashayv derech kulam el Hashem, and everything, your body, your face, everything is tensed. And trying to push and move completely towards Hashem, the Chazke El Hashem with great force towards Hashem. Obelvanshleit Hashemish is mechacha lis amtsus vis kavsus guvcha, but guvcha is chazeg. 
Now you're not, you're not using your brain. Your brain is not being used for this is hamsus. Your body, you feel your body. You imagine your body pushing and pushing and pushing, and your mind is just you don't you're not uh, focusing your mind on the physical on the physical effort. But your mind is completely upon Hashem, Yishazik will be strengthened. You will begin to feel your thoughts uh, drawn closer to Kedusha and that you begin to be focused more on Kedusha. If you, if you see, if you try to picture it in this way. If you've tried very hard to stand up against all the the simple thoughts, the Irish, uh, you know, the Irish guy, the thoughts that are just running through your head and you're not able to, then this akashda lahamigas machshavtecha v'kaidish v'leolacha alolacha. And if you've been and if you stubbornly tried, if you tried very hard to deepen your thoughts to focus on something holy and it hasn't worked, have a roi as chelik, in other words, you've tried, you've tried this, and it's not working. Then have a roya b'shazu as chelik nafshuchav amaram. Then try to imagine somehow the chelik of your nefesh in the higher world. Kishhi rotsa min hamayin malachi chabala, and try to imagine your nefesh, your soul, running away from. Multitude, a multitude of destructive angels, the highest terrifies ayumais, and horrible, horrible, destructive beings, animals, highest whatever angels that are chasing you and running after you. El Sharigan you have to make it. You just have to make it to the to Sharigan Eden. You have to get to the gate of Ganadan. and all of this is after you. He wrote from Achareha. The nefesh, the soul, is running, and they're chasing the soul. This is biting at the soul. And breaking your bones. Throwing you down. And the other one is standing in the way. And, and from the great terror, the fear. And, and the, the, the terrible, terrible... Um, uh, the, the, the agitation and fear that the soul screams out <coughs> I beg of you Hashem save me and bring me near to you and you, you're trying to get to, to Shari Ganeidin heaven and earth are, 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 are shaking Shari Hagan Eden Mizdazim and the gates of Gan Eden are are term are moving. Vaf Hamoinha Proim Lakolts Akosan is Dazu Pahaduviamdu Pahaduvamdu. And all of the and this whole multitude, this whole crowd of frightening Kaichis of Malochim and so on, also begin to tremble when you call out, when you scream out on Hashem. And they're afraid and they stand still. And your soul is able to just, just, just fly into Gan Eden and the gates are closed behind and you're able to make it into Gan Eden. 
And the same way that your nefesh, the chilek of your soul above, came gam bechelkecha bekibbecha, so too the chilek of Hashem that's within you. Min hamayin machashavus hamatarfas tivcha. This is how a person's a person should be should feel the fear and the terror, so to speak, of these machshavas, of things that are pursuing him in this world, that are chasing after him in this world. And the only way to get away is that hidden scream of the heart that nobody else knows about except you. You have to scream. Your soul has to scream out. You have to scream out to get to, to bring yourself closer to Hashem. And the heim ta'amoidna and then those, then those mashavas, those thoughts will stand still. Vata el tfila kedoshe tiskarv, and you will grow closer to the holy tfilas, the havain, and understand this. Now, it's difficult for people like us to imagine this, even though the siurim, the images that the rebbe that the rebbe draws, the images are very, very vivid. Still. We're, we're not used to these kind of thoughts, and it sounds it sounds a bit odd to us. If you look at the page, the the, the photostatic page that you that you received, it says Inyan Hashkata. Inyan Hashkata, the Inyan of of Hashkata Shaket we know means quiet, means silence, quiet. Hashkata means of quieting and silencing oneself. And this is this is something that apparently. The Rebbe spoke a great deal about, but it wasn't something which was really, it's not something that he wrote so much about. And even the way that this was given over, you'll see is interesting. At the end of Der HaMelech, which is a collection of the Rebbe's teachings on, on Parsha and on, um, on the Yom Taifim, probably these are the most difficult, the most difficult, Der HaMelech is the most difficult of his form. The oymik, the depth of the sefer, is really, really very, very uh, remarkable. And he, he has at the end of the Der HaMelech, there are some some letters that we there's some letters that we have from Talmidim who are recording some um, tires that they heard from the from the tzaddik. So he brings, as you see, Mikray Kedush of Maran Admor. So this is his, this is his, he was just a short time before the war. He says, when I was learning Bechavrusa, in Yedidi Ha'avreich, Hayakar, Kemayisar Hanach Menzev Hashem Yikam Damav. The author of this writes that when I was learning with my friend, Yisach Nachman Zev, who obviously was also in the end killed. Zachinu Bez Hashem Zbarach Lihikari El HaKadosh Pnima. We were worthy to be invited, to be called into the into the holiness, meaning into the room, to, the Rebbe, the Pizetzna called us in. And look how humble the author of this is. He says, B'schusel Shela Avrei Chanal. It certainly wasn't because of me. It was in the schus of that young man, my Chavrusa, that we had the privilege to be invited in. It seems that the Rebbe, the Piazetzna, was very, very 
happy or agreed, wanted very much that we should learn together, that we were friends. So it was my mazel. The Rebbe really, really was interested in talking to him, was inviting him. But I was his chavrusa, and the Rebbe wanted us to be close, so I also got to go in. And that time when the Rebbe called the two of us in was the first time that I heard about this concept of hashkata, of quieting. It's chaval on what's been lost and what I can't remember. I don't remember the whole Indian. I'm sure that this person also went through plenty of sorrows until he got out, that he survived the war. So he says, I don't remember the whole Indian. Whatever I remember, I'm going to write down that it should, that it should be, it should become known. Admar Hischil Oz Chazal. He says, the, he says, the Rebbe began by, by, by saying over the Gemara and Brachas, Cholam, that a dream is Echad Mishishim bin Nebuah. That a dream is one-sixtieth of Nebuah of prophecy. Kenoide Darka Shaladmor B'Svarav. As it's known from the swarm of the Rebbe, Kya Yeshus Shal Ha'odam. Hu Hametznagid Lahashwamimarim. That the greatest obstacle, the Rebbe writes often in the Swarm, is the greatest obstacle to sensing a closeness and nearness to Hashem's Baruch, to feeling Hashem's presence. The greatest obstacle is the ego, is Yeshus, is man's presence. Like the Anochi, Omeid Beinu Beinechem, like it says by Kabbalah Satyra, the Anochi is that feeling of I, that feeling of self. The presence of oneself does not allow Hashem's presence into the person's life. And because of that, if a person's personal thoughts right, and feelings are awake, are awake, then it's very difficult that they should enter into him the presence of Hashem from the higher world, that that should enter into his mind. His mind is preoccupied. His mind is filled with the sense of himself, with, with, with his own presence. So it doesn't have room. There's no room to allow Hashem into his mind, into his heart. At the time that a person is asleep, and his thoughts at that time are quiet. Since when the person is asleep, he is not preoccupied with his own thoughts, thoughts of self. It's possible, it's possible for them to, for there to be this uh, presence of the Shekhinah of Hashem in his mind and his heart. And this is the deeper meaning of a dream being one-sixtieth of Nevoah. Meaning, when the person is in a dream state, when the person is sleeping, and and this world and all that it means to him and himself when all of that 
is is quieted, is shut off. So then there is room in that person's subconsciousness to receive to receive from above. And that's the Indian that's the Indian that the Rambam, that the Rambam writes about in Yisrael Torah, with the exception of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is on a different madrega, and we look at next week's parasha, that's in Baloischa, which reveals to us the Indian Moshe Rabbeinu is madrega in the Vua. Moshe Rabbeinu is a different madrega. Lo b'cholayim, it says in Torah, not in a dream. Moshe Rabbeinu was able to be in such a state while being completely awake. But as you know, the other Nevi'im would either be asleep or would fall into a trance or put themselves into a trance. And this is why. That even a person, even a Navi, in order to clear out, in order to clear out that the ego, the yeshus, the sense of self, and make room for the hashra to descend from above, there had to be this um, falling asleep. And he said, and the Rebbe used to explain, why is it that people become more excited? They have more of his iris by davening, a Shabbatayra, than when learning. He explains because when the Rebbe explained because when a person when a person is learning, the whole Indian of learning is I'm trying to understand. I'm clarifying. I'm trying to make this point. Everything with learning really is everything with learning draws the person back to this ich, me. Ich learn, ich clear. That's the way that a person that's the way that a person learns. Absadik has and Sikh Sadik he talks about that. That when it comes to Tyra, the more the person is, the more he's able the more he is and the more he's with himself, the more he's able to to understand. But by davening, it's lahipach. It's the opposite. By davening, you're davening. The ikra by davening is the less that you are and the less that you sense yourself, the greater the tefila. Avil be'es, he says. That's why the rabbis explain. That's why it's easier to have his iris by davening. <coughs> His service a feeling of, of closeness to Hashem when you're davening, because the natural the natural state of of mind when a person's davening is that it's him, not me, and because you are temporarily able to suspend the focus on yourself when you're davening, so you're able to feel a nearness to Hakadosh Baruch Hu because the Shechina is allowed room to enter into your thoughts, but when the person is learning, it's harder because there's this feeling. Of anarchies, the whole way of learning is I'm trying to understand. I hold like this, 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 this is what I think, and so on. Everything is the I and what I think. So because of that, the person becomes very, very preoccupied and filled with a feeling of self, and that, in a certain way, does not does not allow for the hisayrus that tefillah allows for. That's why we know that the tzaddikim we have in the and Chayz and other tzaddikim. That and the Rabbi Shmuel that during that during learning they would occasionally stop, and uh, during learning they would occasionally stop, and there would be a tefillah or, or there would be a, a, a short time of hashkat of quieting the mind, of quieting down the mind. That the, because the whole meaning of learning is that his gabras of of, my, of one's thoughts.
and the strengthening of one's thoughts. And you could find yourself, even when if you're learning Bechavrusa, you could catch yourself at times when you're learning Bechavrusa, you could catch yourself when you're not so interested, maybe, maybe. You're not, your main point is not the truth, but your main point is that you should be able to outsmart the person that you're learning with. That your main objective is to be able to slug up what he's saying, or to defend what you're saying, even though it might be that what you're saying is wrong. And how could it be that a person's a person's learning Tarasamis? If you think about it, it's, it's so it, it's so um, it, it seems to be so, such a contradiction. The person wants and self-defeating. The person wants to learn because he wants to hear what Hashem has to say. Why are we learning Torah? Because we want to know what Hashem's Baruch is telling us. That's what we're learning. We want to know the Amis. We want to know the truth. And yet it's so hard because when a person is learning, you could find yourself oftentimes when you're, when you're in a Harusa, when you're learning by yourself, then it's not a Shiloh that you're always right. It's not even a Shiloh. You learn by yourself, you're always right. Yeah, you're, you know, a little Vilma Gain when you're sitting there. <laughs> but when you're learning the Harusa, then, then it becomes a little bit of a challenge. Because if you have, if you, if you have a Harusa and the Harusa is on the bull, See, Chavrusa, you saying something, you say, Rashi means like this, and Chavrusa says, oh, I don't think that's what he's saying at all. That's not what Rashi's saying. You know, it becomes like this, uh, it can become a serious thing. A feeling of oneself that's being challenged by someone else, and uh, it's not so posh it. It's not so posh it. So therefore, very often, even though the whole tachlis of your learning is to seek the truth, in the end, you can just get lost, and you can get lost in, in very in, in, in ego, in a very in a very big uh, sense of self. And um, and and I remember with two of my rebbeim, Zecharim Levracha. I remember how my rebbe of David, Zecharim Levracha, how somebody once said in Shia, somebody once said he was learning, and somebody. And the Rebbe was saying over from the Rashba, we were learning Chulun, and the Rebbe said, Rashba, a Rashba. And, and this person, the Bacha said, well, I, I, he says, I don't hear, he said, I don't hear what the Rashba is saying, or something like that. And I, I don't, I, like, I don't agree, or I don't, something like that. It was a very strong lesson the boy used. And uh, Rebbe David was unbelievably sweet, but... You could see, like, there was like a vein was trying to move, you know, <laughs> under that that big thing he used to wear. There was a vein moving it, but he, you know, he never lost it. But he said in the sweetest way, he said, "Anachem loy medabim kach al harashba." You know, we don't we don't talk that way about the rashba. That you know, uh, I, don't, I don't hold like the rashba. I don't. You know, if you he, says, he explained to him that if you want. If you want to uh, to say something, then say, uh, I'm trying to understand, I'm, I'm, it's not clear to me. But don't say, like, you don't hold like the Rashi, but we're not, in, we're not in, in such a place to say, to talk that way. Rabbi uh, Shabir didn't say it in a sweeter way. There was a similar there was a similar thing that I recall, Rabbi Shabir, but that was, uh, that was uh, immediate execution on the spot. <laughs> execution on the spot. I told it to you once, uh, that... That we we couldn't believe that the guy did it. It was like a new guy, and uh, and Rabbi Shabbat said like this whole thing, uh, you know, one of his classic like three hour unbelievable serum, and uh, and this this like new guy from out of town, you know, it's like this uh, eager beaver type, 
So uh, he raised his hand, and you know, Rabbi would barely like acknowledge that you were there all together. So he looked at him, and he, he says, and Rabbi Shabbat says, no, you know, what is it? So I told you that the Bacha said, made, he made the, the, the tragic error of starting the sentence by saying, uh, Rebbe, Lani is daiti, uh, maybe you could say different. Like, you know, Lani is daiti, you know, in my humble opinion. And, and, and everybody went, you heard like in the, a gasp in the, in the room because he knew he, he was going to get it. You know, he just, like, he had this thing, like, different from what the, what Yeshua, it wasn't because Yeshua had to stand up for himself, but he didn't like these terms, like, in my humble opinion, he didn't go for that stuff. You know, uh, you know, the briskets is just, it's either true or it's not true, and none of, the, none of this uh, stuff. Says and his night, you know, and, and I was thinking, oh boy. And, and, and I remember Yeshua sat back, he took off his glasses, he went like this, you know, and he said, and he kept on saying, don't talk, don't say nothing, don't talk, and he couldn't believe it, he kept on saying, that was the end of that, normally he let you say something, but and and if he, and if it was something uh, it was something really really good, then he would like you know he would tell you why you were wrong, you know if it was usually usually you would say something and you could talk for fifteen minutes and then he wouldn't he just wouldn't say anything he would just continue with what he was saying he wouldn't he wouldn't say like good or bad he would just you talk and you say like this whole thing and then uh, and then he would just uh, continue with what he was doing <laughs> that's the, it was, it was going on. And that's they come. That's when he was already very, very uh, mellow. He mellow, uh, you know. Is it the the late? It was in the later years, in the early years, was was much harder. But um, that's how learning is. Learning, you could have some some little bacher that that uh, thinks that he's the rashba, you know, some little bacher that thinks he's arguing with the rashba. Instead of wanting to hear what is Hashem's brachas and try to understand. And try to understand. That's why nowadays it wouldn't be for the lumbus. It would be learning. It would be very hard. Because to really, really learn, you have to be so humble. To learn the Mahasha and to learn, you have to be able to, to try to understand what the Siddiquim is saying. Instead of like, nowadays you can have like a, a, somebody that, that could barely read Hebrew and he's saying over like Svaris, Marachas, and he's, he wants to do Machadish Chadushim and he wants to come out, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and say some, some, some ideas. Okay, it's nice. But because we're so far from humility, that's just the nature of things, that the lower we are, the smaller we are, the, the stronger the ego. And because of that, it's not so much trying to understand and to hear, but but to be able, a person has to be able to say his, uh, to say his own svaras. And you know, nowadays, if you want to be a rabbi in yeshiva, and you want to be masli anyway with the kids, you, know, you have to tell them every second, you, you develop it, you're a genius, you're the biggest hamachachim that was ever in the world, you know. And this, you have to do that now. But that's certainly not the way that uh, you could be sure that the Ramah and Rashi didn't hear that like from the Rebbeim every whole, you know, to give them prizes and, uh, you know, valedictorian. The Ramah was never valedictorian, you know. Like, they never did stuff like that. They didn't have any uh, ceremonies. And, you know, there was a Bakasha, there was there were people who were desperately seeking the truth and wanted to know what Hashem had to say. And it didn't have to, it didn't have to be on the condition that I'm a somebody. It was, it was to be able to be nobody and to hear what Hashem says. But now, you understand that everybody has to be. 
That's that's why Rabbi Yosef didn't mean that when he said that. That wasn't anything personal. That's the way that he was taught. That's the way that he learned. It wasn't it wasn't a personal thing. And in a personal matters, he was he was unbelievably understanding and kind and soft spoken. But in learning, it was uh, why would somebody be insulted? Like you know, if he would tell you that you're, he would say, you know, you're you're an idiot, <laughs> something like that. You know, you're talking about. It wasn't a matter of something personal. This is we learn in order to understand the truth. But we understand nowadays you can't you can't get. It's very hard to get away with that because. Because everybody's coming to learn Fazif, you know, he wants to be able to be built up and to, he wants to be, he wants to feel that, uh, he wants to feel that, you know, he's, uh, he, even though he's barely put in, you know, uh, altogether, you know, 50 hours of learning, he wants to be able to feel that he's Mechadish, all kinds of Chidushim, and that he's, you know, big Talmud Chacham, and, and, uh, you know, and that somebody will write him a letter one day that says, Harava going, you know, this is, <laughs> this is, uh, this is what, uh, it's more of the self, and it's very, but it's, it's, if you think of it, it's a crazy thing. So the Rebbe says that's why it's very hard to have this service of closeness and feeling close to Hashem, even though you should. But you're learning Torah Hashem, you know, this is great. Hashem is mom is talking to you when you're learning. Every word of Torah that you're learning, Hashem is talking to. You would think that a person would have a tremendous service and feel such a scarvous to Hashem's So the Rebbe explained this, the problem is that you're, you, you are completely awake when you're learning. The Eunice, the I-ness, you know, the, 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 the capital I is very much awake when you're learning. And it doesn't allow, and because of that, it's very hard I mean, to, to feel a closeness to Hashem when, when you're filled with your own, when you're filled with your, with, the, with your own presence. It's very, very hard. Moshe a person's davening, even, uh, even this person who thinks of himself as being a London, but by davening, he understands that he, you know, by davening, by tefillah, the, the, the Indian of tefillah he understands is, is to make room for Hashem's bar. That's when if you look in this form of the Taldas, if you look at this, the earliest swarm, but especially in the Talmud Yaakov Yosef, and he has like such, he made the critique of the of the Magidim and the Daishonim of his days and the Rabbanim, like you know, it's really really strong stuff. I mean, because he saw he he saw Magidim and Daishonim and Rabbanim and 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 Lamdim, even though the Talmud was a was a huge Talmud Chacham, a huge Lamdim, but he saw that the, you know he saw so much ego in the learning and the Lamdis. He saw such a, an ego that he, it, it, that's what he's constantly writing about. He wasn't against God forbid. And you see sometimes that he was that the, that, that the Taldus used when he spoke about the Magid and going around telling all the Jews how bad they were and sinning and all. And he used to, you know, and, and he, and he accused these people of being themselves the biggest, the biggest chaitim, the biggest paishim. And, and, and the way he speaks about the, 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 the lumdan that were balagaiva, the tamirchacham that were filled with gaiva and so on. It's all about this, you know, the, the ego and the self. When a person is yoshin, when a person is sleeping, when a person is sleeping, it's not possible for him to want something. He doesn't have this wanting, this this need when he's sleeping. He's sleeping, so that's why that's why there's more access to ruach hakodesh. There's more access to ruach hakodesh to to a to a chelik of nevuah to a, uh, something of nevuah. There's more access to it during the time that a person is asleep. Now, therefore, the main objective is to be able, while you're awake, to come to that state of being asleep. Now, many of us did that in school all the years, but that's not what the Rebbe's talking about. While you're awake, that's the ikr. How am I able to come while I'm awake, 
with all of my desires and wants and interests and me, 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 the whole day is I, how is it possible to be, to come to a matzav? It was at a time when I can want, how is it possible to bring myself to a matzav of shena, of sleep, of sleep, hainu, bahashkotas machshavaisav, urvitsaynaisav, hashaytfim ba'adam, liblikates. To quiet down, hashkatas, to quiet down, to calm down the thoughts and the ritsainas and the desires, hashaytfim ba'adam, that are flooding into the person. Liblikates, without, without, uh, without end. The Rebbe says, we know, and we know this is true, that this is the way of mashrava, this is the way of thinking. This is the way of a mashav of a thought. Shemistabech zubazu. One thought gets, one thought leads into another thought. Each one is mistabech, like you get into this whole complicated thing in your head. Everything is mistabech, gets complicated, and becomes like this, this whole web of mashavas. And it's very hard for a person to, to get out of that. Like you get one thought leads to another. And you get stuck in this whole, like, this whole web of machshavas and vitsainas. Like I was one zeichet to hear once from the Rebbe. Listen to this. He says that if a person would, would take a look at his thoughts, Hanoiva is the thoughts that just, you know, it's just were popping into his head. Af Just from one day. The thoughts of one day, like a regular, you know, a regular Tuesday. The thoughts of one day. Azira, he will see, shekimat ain chilik beinola vein meshuga. He would see that there's very little difference between himself and a, and, and a lunatic. And a meshuga. What's the chilik? The only difference is that the meshuga tries to carry out all those crazy mashavas. The million mashavas. The Meshuggah, uh, he talks about the Meshuggah, and he says things, that, uh, and, he, and then he tries to do things that, that he's thinking about. All these Meshuggahs that are running one into the next. But if you think this is a, about your, about your Meshuggahs, if you would carry out your Meshuggahs that you have on a regular day, you would be branded as 100% Meshuggah. That's just a true thing, if you think about it. If it were possible to have a transcript of one day's thoughts, of one day's thoughts, you know, from second to second, of things that go through a person's head, and that would be somehow, and there'd be an actor, they would, they would get somebody like Gregory Peck, somebody like that, somebody Chalshev, they would get a Chalshev actor to act out, to act out all of your machshavas that you had from one day. All the mashavas from one day. I heard that Gregor Peck was nifted. I heard the radio. It was my favorite actor of all time. So I had to put in a good word. <laughs> so, so imagine, imagine if your thoughts from that day would be, would be, would be all, would be all acted by this, by this terrific actor. It would be the craziest show in the world. It would be crazy than all the nutty stuff they have on cable television. It would be the craziest show. No, nobody would even put it on the air. It would be so crazy. It would look, it would look nutty. Like what's going on? 
Mike and I like it with your boss. And, and like the scene, they see like you're, you're the machine gun shooting your boss. <laughs> like the boss saying, so Joe, we hope you know, Joe, I want that, I want that, uh, that, that uh, thing ready by, uh, that project for Mr. So-and-so ready by 12 o'clock at 11.30. And then like the next thing, they go, <laughs> like you're wearing a helmet and you're, and you're <laughs> like you're shooting down. My kids, well, there's, 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 a, there's a, a terrific cartoon. Hobbs at Calvin, is that, what's it called? Calvin and Hobbs, with this little, this little funny kid. Like he, he, he has this, like he enters into his machovis all of a sudden. You know what I'm talking about? Ever see this? It's very, very, uh, interesting. And, and, and there's a, there's a touch of a Luis guy to how this cartoon was written. That, uh, that this little kid, like this little kid just like, you don't know what, it's like a regular scene, and all of a sudden, like, he's in outer space doing stuff. And, and, like, all these crazy things, and now, and he, like, he calls himself, like, these, like, these crazy names. And then, and the next, the next thing, like, the next box, like, you, like, the, uh, somebody standing by the bus, the school bus in the morning, and say, hey, Kevin, you get, you get off the bus already, like, <laughs> he's just, like, standing, like, the last step, like, imagining himself, yeah, it was, like, this superhero saving the world from the horrible demons, which is, the, which is on this school building. And, and he sees himself like in a rocket ship, shooting missiles at, at, at these terrible, you know, and then, and then like you just, the next scene is that like the teacher standing by the bus and says, get off the bus like you little, you little jerk, you know, <laughs> get, get, get to class. <laughs> but this is like he's in his machshavis, his machshavis of Givaldi. And he, he lives with his machshavis. So can you imagine if there'd be, if there'd be a, you know, if there'd be a movie, if there'd be a, a if, if there'd be a place, as the Rebbe said, you'd be mamish, it'd be the same as a Meshuggah. Just the Meshuggah does those things. The Meshuggah, the Meshuggah puts on a helmet and gets a gun. But other people don't do that. They, they stand around and say, hi, sure, sir, sir, I'll be, be ready 12 o'clock, sir, whatever you say, sir. But in his head, you know, it's like a whole World War Three in his head, whatever you say, sir. And, you know, that's how it is. Meshuggah. The Muslim is at he says, so how is a person who's in the middle of like a million movies all day long in his brain, how's he supposed to have, a, how's Hashem's book supposed to come into this, into one of the scenes? Where does Hashem's book come in over there? If he's, he's so completely, completely preoccupied and filled with a million thoughts running one to the next, how's he supposed to, how's Hashem's book supposed to become part of that, of that film inside the brain? But it's not a film, it means Ba'amis. Ba'amis, that there should be Hashras Hashkin in the person's thoughts in his heart. So he said the Rebbe spoke to us about the need of Hashkata and taught us techniques of quieting the, of quieting the brain. There's more of that in Hashras Avreichim and Mobe Hashram, which in Hashem we'll get to in a few years. It's not, it's not yet. But there, there's more, the Rebbe there focuses more on the Indian, on techniques of Hashkata. Even though it's something which is, which is, found in different swarm, in Kabbalah swarm, it's probably safe to say that among the Tamil of that the Rebbe was unique in his offering of practical, practical techniques to come to a state of, of Dvekas and, and using these techniques such as Hashkata and other techniques that the Rebbe, that the Rebbe suggested, even though they're in the swarm, but to bring them down to earth practically, to give practical aces, especially in Hashara Savreichim, which is teaching us how to think and how to imagine and, and, and how to quiet one's thoughts. Um, 
probably uh, it's safe to say that the that the that the Eish Kodesh was that the Pizetsna was unique in that in offering practical advice. <coughs> it almost seems as if the tzaddikim took for granted that 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 we would be able to quiet our thoughts down and to be able to meditate. that there are people that think that meditation is like not a Jewish thing. You know, meditation is not Jewish. Meditation is like you know that's they picked it up like in uh, in India somewhere. Meditation begins with Torah, and and it's going to end Bezaz Hashem with 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 the Nevoah of Mashiach Sekein or Leonavi. Meditation is completely completely and totally Jewish. What's what's upsetting is that there are Jews who, in order to in order to discover techniques of meditation, they they have to go looking in ashrams and 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 some you know in, in places of Avodah and Tumah that they don't know that they don't know that that the Yiddishkeit that all of Torah is based upon. This this Indian, and the problem is that that is that there are very very few, very few swarm that that, that really talk about it openly. The 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 Rebbe opened up this Indian very very much. There was there was a, another Polish uh, Yid that wrote a kuntras, a small sefer, a remarkable sefer, translated a few years ago, also on the on this Indian of of uh, of using of using different techniques. With Hashkata and and Tziurim, Tziurim, even the Tziur that the Rebbe has at the end of Chavos Adamim that we just read, seeing oneself in the crowded room and so on, you don't see this in other Svarms. Right? You, you know, you, you don't see this in Svarm. Um, this this type of advice, which we understand it because the Rebbe was already at the end of time, he was already in our generation. So because the Mashiach were holding in such a crazy place that the mind is so distracted and, and was so confused, and because, and there's such a strong ego that that Hashem is brought sent into the world, the, the, the tzaddik like the Pizetzna, to help us, to help us uh, think something which I think was probably taken for taken for granted. When you look in this in the Kadmonim, you see that they that they were very very much connected to all of to, to all the techniques of. Of Hashkata, but you don't see it in the Svarm. It's not really discussed in the Svarm. But the Rebbe gave us his practical aids, his Echla Hashkut Machshavos, of how to quiet down the thoughts. The Dibra Oz, and then he's talking about when the Rebbe invited him with his Chavus into the room. The Dibra Oz, Shiyaschel Heishla Habit al Machshavos of Shokala, Leerach Ezer Regoim, Hainu Ma'ani Cheshev. The Rebbe told them that the beginning of this Avaida. The beginning of the Avaida of quieting the thoughts is to spend a short amount of time, a few minutes, thinking about what am I thinking. We don't usually do that. We just we just think. We don't stop and think what we're thinking about. That's the beginning. What what am I thinking about? You begin to feel slowly. That your mind begins to empty out. And by thinking about what you're thinking, that will help to prevent a new rush of thoughts into your mind. And then you should begin, the Rebbe said, to say a Pasik, Tigam, doesn't have to, but for instance, Hashem Elokim Emes. Hashem Elokim Emes. But to, like a mantra, right? To repeat it over and over and over again. Hashem Elokim Emes. 
you take a pasuk that's that's that you know everybody has a pasuk that he connects to most and feels more connected to. So, Hashem lekimemes. Kedei lekasher achshav roishe hacholol misharm achshavus that you should now be able to connect your mind, which has been somewhat emptied out from all from the onslaught of of more and more distractions, because you've stopped it by thinking by by thinking what am I thinking about, and and in that place you're able to to. So to put the machshavas on hold, and the mind begins to quiet and empty out. Obviously, this has to be at a quiet time and a quiet place, and so on. And when you repeat over and over and over again that pasuk, see that's something which um, repeating is something which is the which is the most effective tool in coming to this place in a person's mind and being able to focus and daven. That's why you'll see in America. One of the least popular things is to is to sing a niggin over and over again. It's very unpopular. You get that from a wedding. You know, the, 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 if you if you you know you go to a wedding, there's no intention that anybody should have any hisayrus from any of the nigunim. It's just to, to to make a lot of noise and to and to that the feet should move and so on. But the hearts and the minds is really up to you. There's a tremendous tremendous amount of noise. Maybe that's possible that you shouldn't be able to think because there's so much noise. But the but the jumping from one song to the next, and I remember when I was when I was um, oh, I must have been at that time ten. But that's in the days before it became commercialized. I, I don't really have much of a cheshit to go these days. Uh, not because I don't love dancing, and it's just that it became a lot of it became just a scene. But I'm talking about I'm talking about quite a few years ago, 35 years ago. It wasn't a scene at all. There wasn't a scene. It was it was Simchas Beis Hashoiv, and and that moment lit a fire in me. That 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 Simchas Beis Hashoiv in Stalin that night. I have our cars that Stalin since that time. I told that to the Rebbe when I saw him. I said that I remember that time when I was a kid in Stalin this Madrash, and I was in. I don't think it was in Baruch I was. I think it was in Williamsburg, but I don't because you know there there was some of this Madrash in Williamsburg, but I don't remember. But I I, I remember that. I guess the expression nowadays would be blown away. I think that's what they use nowadays. I was, uh, I was Ramas seven five from that. Ramas seven five, and the fire hasn't quieted down really so much. But I was seven five. That, and what struck me most, you know, it was like a whole new scene. I had been among Hasidim. I went like with my relatives, you know, but it was, I never saw them in, like, like when they were doing this kind of stuff, you know. It was, you know, we went to the Purim Sudan, we went to Snat, and different things, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like that. And when I, and when I was there, so they were, they were singing a niggin. The niggin, I, we were there for like two, three hours. It's the same niggin. One niggin for two, three hours. And it struck me. I never heard anything like that. Because whenever I was in school, they would switch every ten seconds. We'd sit there like, you know, and then they'd switch, you know, that's when we had music class. We didn't have any Nagunam, like, you know, stop. We had like a music class. <coughs> with someone that was teaching us Nagunam, we switched Nagunam. And you see now, from one Nagun to the next, one Nagun to the next, it was the same Nagun. And and what struck me, what struck me was how the longer the Nagun was going on, the more the Hasidim were like, were like leaving this world. The mamish leaving the world. It, it was the most remarkable thing, and I've been trying to find that since then. They were mamish leaving the world. The more the nigga was going on. 
and there were there was no band. There was no band. There was one I remember very clearly. One little guy with a yellow beard playing the violin, and he himself was like going crazy in the middle with the violin. And these Jews like Mahamish were leaving the world. One niggin, no words. And and until that time, all we ever had in school was just words. And and how many songs did we have back then? It wasn't like there was so many songs, that, you know. Uh, well, whatever, Brichmei, whatever we did back then. But it was it was a chiddush to me. It was something it was something amazing to me to see one nigan. That doesn't go over well nowadays because everybody's bored. <coughs> Looking for you know, let's get let's get going, let's get on, let's get on because the whole because the Indian is the the beat and the music and you get bored. It's not it's not. Uh, it's not a place of but you see that that the ikir the ikir in the whole mahalach of focusing what the Rebbe is talking about and spent his all his whole life writing about and teaching was was kavana to be to be makave, to focus and the most powerful way to focus is davke is davke by repeating is by going is by going over and over and over again and that's what the Rebbe is saying here. That a person holds on to this pasuk, Hashem 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 whatever the pasuk is, <coughs> and he attaches his mind one thought of kedusha, one pasuk, not like a whole thing and different uh, inyanim, not one thing, just one thing. And he says, you'll see that after you spend some time doing this, you'll be able to call out to Hashem and ask him for things that you need. <coughs> things that you need, he means in Ruchni, is Chizik, Emunah, that you should be strengthened in your Emunah. And I was like, he says, to hear then from the Rebbe a way of using this technique of hashkot of quieting the mind in order to strengthen emunah. He said in his holy words, Right? That the Rebbe was saying these words that I believe with complete, complete Amuna is that the only thing that the Abishta, the one above, is the only one, is the Einzigenimsa of the Welt. And there's nothing, nothing, there's no Metzias outside of Hashem's Bach in the Ganze Welt. And everything, everything that I see around me, the world that exists, is Nar Ha'aris Hashem. It's just a what? Ha'aris Hashem. It's just a little bit of, of a Ha'aris Hashem, of an illumination from Hashem. Everything in the world, everything that exists is It's just a little bit of a of a of a spark, a glimpse, a tiny little thing of Or Hashem. It sounds like the Rebbe actually did it over there, that, that the Rebbe was doing this with them. And he repeated this a number of times. Not to say it strongly, not to like be. This 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 mashav, these words, not thro- not strong. He called the Indian who rakla hashkid mashavaisa should be quiet, shh, should be soft. Uba amira uba amira is but amira betoyk if yochel rakla iris anaychi shalok. Sometimes 
Is he gonna is he gonna say too strong and make a whole scene that might awaken the ego, that might awake awaken the sense of self? Like out there, Rabbi, from calm, are you gentle, gentle? Comes a chisi l'shma v'ninahava. I was zeched to hear also the ninahava of love for Hashem. V'zehay l'shan akaydish. Kevivaldzayin, as I nentem helig in the shefer. There's nothing that I want more than anything that's more that's that, that's more important to me than to be close to the holy b'shefer, to, to be close to Hashem. And I'll feel in this carvis some grace in Bashaf and to feel a closeness to the great Hashem And he said, the Rebbe told us then that this Indian of Hashkata of quieting the mind can be used to fix all of our negative midas, to help us not just feel close to this, but with all of our midas, but not in a negative way. Which is mostly the way that that, that we we heard growing up and that we taught and that you see, not by negative, not by by uh, criticizing oneself and so on. <coughs> in a positive way, by drawing oneself into the opposite of the negative mida, into the good mida. For instance, he says somebody that has been somebody that has this has a problem with the mida of laziness. Not like you see in, in much of the Musr, much Musr uh, Swarm, many Musr Swarm, is what, is is to concentrate on how not to be lazy. Which of course there's a time for that too. Not the, of course there is. But when using Hashkata and filling the mind, it's filled with something positive in terms of how to acquire the opposite need of Aslus of laziness, which is reasons, alacrity. <laughs> to do things with Jesus, with with excitement, enthusiasm. The Rebbe explained this. You see, a Tzaltinik by a child. He says, listen, Rabbi, listen to this much and remember it, and we should remember when we're talking to our own children and students. The Rebbe said that when you see a little child, and you see the child is crying, Shubim Baicha. And here you come, the brilliant educator and parent, and you say, Don't cry. <laughs> so, if you want the kid to cry more, then it's guaranteed. If you say, Stop crying, then it gets stronger. Stop crying. So, the Rebbe's basically saying that's that's pretty much what's going on, you know, in the yeshivas. Stop doing those averas. <laughs> gets stronger. Stop being a Balgaiva, stop being a Baltaiva, stop being an Aslan, stop, 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 and the more Aslans, more Taivas, more Gaivas. This is called Mashem Esi from Adabaloi, who yoys the Boycha. The more you speak to the one that's crying, tell him not to cry, the more he cries. But if you know, you know how it works with a kid, you give him something Gavaldic, right? You can be in the middle like of this whole crying thing, and, 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 you, and, you, and you talk to him about. Uh, Hey, you want to come with him? We're going to go, you want to go outside and play some ball or something? You want to, you want a toy? You show, you show a baby, show a baby something? Oh. It's the same thing with adults. That's Hashkata. That happens with Hashkata. Listen. It can help also. These are just little tidbits. But he, he says that it's possible also, the Rabbi said, to help with the hashkata by looking at a clock, a watch. 
on the on the on the uh, on the handle on the clock that that the hour that hardly moves. The minute thing is that that's the that's the second that's moving around. But the hour thing, you remember that right? Being in class, that's that's painful. It doesn't go anywhere. You think when you're in school that life is forever because the the clock's not moving. So if you look at that handle, if you look at that hand on the watch, on the clock, he said, you will see that that has the ability by staring, by paying close attention for some time to the hour hand on the clock, it'll quiet you down. And he said, after the hashkata, that there should be when, they, when there's this feeling of closeness to Hashem, it's good to say a pasuk like Hareini Hashem Dakecha. The Rebbe taught us to say this pasuk, Hareini Hashem, Hashem, show us, show, show me your path, show me your way. Biniguna Hamiyuchet Shaladma, the special nigan that the Rebbe had, the special nigan to sing that pasuk with a special nigan. Kamen Noim V'Noir B'Yachad Hayoz Amachzah Shezachisi Lirais V'Lishmoyim. B'Schus Chaveri Didi Hanal, how awesome and wondrous he said. And how pleasant was that experience that I was there to see, to hear, when I was together in the schus of my friend. He says, not me, in the schus of my friend. Because the Rebbe was singing. With the two of them alone, the Rebbe was singing. <coughs> and the Rebbe was speaking much about this Indian. He told us he's certain that it will help us a great deal. He says, when it comes to Amuna, after a few weeks of using this hashkot of this, using this method of quieting, when you say the words, you will be like, you will feel like one of those people that was there at Kriyas Yamsuf that says, that put out his finger and said, this is Hashem. You'll feel so close to Hashem, so connected. She used to call her Medrash Pam Yishnul Zechin Lama Del Tchilas Daidu Shladma. He says, well, the first time when I was there, I, I can't say that I understood what the Rebbe was talking about, to understand really what he was saying. V'acha is a Meshach Zman, but after some time, Zikeno Hashem Shainus Lashmon Pikot, so Hashem gave me this chus to hear a second time from his holy mouth, from the Rebbe's holy mouth. Hadvaram B'Tay Sefer's Be with more explanation of Ma'ayid Hizr Lanulasa Zahinin, and he constantly warned us and he encouraged us to use this to use this method. And, and if we think that this is not Nagaya to us, we're wrong. We need this more than ever before. And Mr. Shem, we should have the schus to be able to continue to be able to, to live and to be healthy, that we should be able to learn more and more how to draw ourselves into this way of thinking, into this, into this way of living. And we'll continue a little bit next week with some more.